Welcome to Ken Monroe's Word Welcome to Ken Monroe's Word Welcome to Ken Monroe's Word Welcome to podcast number eight of Ken Monroe's Word Warehouse the Poetry Podcast. It's June twenty-third, two thousand and six. Today's poem is called The Mountain God, about uh, the Korean mountain god. It's a god in the Korean shamanistic religion. More about that later. The background music is by Suzanne Tang, uh, flautist off of Magnatune.com. And again, the intro music was by Solas, a track called Vladna. And we'll talk more about Suzanne Tang later in the show. But now let's uh, hear about the Mountain God poem, and the poem itself. Thanks for listening. The Mountain God This is a poem I wrote over the past couple of years, and it's about uh, my experiences in Korea, where I lived for about two years teaching English. I learned a little bit about the um, indigenous religion there, which is with shamanism, which was then incorporated into Buddhism when Buddhism arrived to Korea. While I was in Korea, I also volunteered for an environmental organization doing paraphrasing complicated uh, uh, ecological magazine articles into something simpler for uh, ESL speakers to understand. It would be easier for them to understand. Um, and one of the activities we did as part of the Korean Federation for the Environmental Movement uh, was a protest of the Tong, no, the Yongwall Dam on the Tong River. Tong River is about 50 kilometers outside of Seoul, and the Yongwall Dam was being built, or planned to be built, for a hydroelectric dam project. There are some references that need explanation, uh, Go is a board game similar to Chinese checkers. It could actually be one of the oldest games of the world. Uh, Tari is a term used in Go. Um, it's kind of like checkmate um, for a state when a stone or a group of stones may be captured on the next move if you don't do something about it. Chosan refers to a Korean dynasty that was not uh, favorable to Buddhism. It was... Uh, that's the reason why a lot of Buddhist temples are found in the mountains. Sodimun is a neighborhood in Seoul, where I lived. Pure Land is uh, like a Buddhist heaven uh, where people go between death and rebirth, if you're lucky. Now I'll read the poem. The Mountain God. As our flotilla of zodiacs floats down the Tong River protesting the Yongwall Dam, he sits eternally on a boulder playing Go by himself or with the sea or forest god. He smiles when he gets Atari. Gods abound here and there and every rock, every blade of grass is alive watching you pass in your rubber boat. I was never sure if there was one mountain god or many, or perhaps given his supernormal powers, he is pseudo-omnipresent, but not fully because there wouldn't be enough room in this nation with all the other gods, not to mention the 45 million people 
with their white concrete apartment towers and all the large screen TVs mounted on skyscrapers. He must find solace in the mountain temples, places of refuge from the noise, the crowds, and the traffic must drive him mad out of the city into the hills, where the Buddhists also sought protection from the chosen rain. Does he feel abandoned by the city dwellers? As such, he must feel loved by his devotees worshipping him in trees outside the temples. From my apartment, we had to cross the eight-lane Sodimon Avenue, climb past the old city wall to the temple halfway to the anti-aircraft guns. Inside the temple, a shaman was dancing and chanting, probably for some so poor soul killed in an auto crash. An old woman with a slumped arthritic back lit incense under the tree and opened a small bottle of vodka, left cookies and shrimp puffs, offerings to the mountain god. Was she the mother pulling out all the stops so her daughter would make it to the pure land and be reborn as a human, not some dog or silkworm larvae, to be eaten by drunken businessmen? A Swedish TV crew shot a documentary there. Paul was fascinated, and I don't know why I didn't go with him on his trips to the temple to witness the beheadings of chickens. Perhaps I had other commitments, or was busy consoling my stressed-out girlfriend, subsuming my needs for others once again, as I am trying so hard not to do again. I guess I'm just as neurotic as she used to be. But the mountain god must not have neurosis. Being a god must be great, except when they dam your river and flood your valley and sink your boulder that you used to play go on with the sea and forest gods. That's gotta suck. Would I could wreak havoc on the dam or its builders, but what power would I have over non-believers? And non-believers, they must be non-believers to do this to nature. If only they believed the rocks and trees were alive, were conscious, they might think twice about mining and flooding this world, for they might be reborn as a rock or a tree, or even as a forest god. And then it would hurt to be clear-cut, to be made into chopsticks. Well, the good news about the Tongwall Dam on the Tong River is that the project was actually cancelled in the year 2000. So that dam was never built. And maybe our little protest in our rubber boats made some sort of difference. A little bit, anyway. And I mentioned that Suzanne, the uh, background music for that poem was by Suzanne Tang. It's a sample, actually, from her song Medicine Wheel. And as the, uh, the tracks on the Magnitude website are podcast-friendly, I thought I would just play the entire track for you this evening. So, again, thanks for listening, and please enjoy this track by Suzanne Tang called Medicine Wheel.
Well, that's it for podcast number eight of Ken Monroe's Word Warehouse. If you want to email me, my email address is podbard at gmail.com. That's P-O-D-B-A-R-D at gmail.com. And the website is kenmonroe.com or www.kenmunro.com. Thanks for listening. See you next time.